Well, this is Mother's Day, and we are uh, honoring mom. It, it really should be more than happy Mother's Day, but it, hopefully it's a happy mother's life, because uh, God wants mothers to be happy. I preached about that last year in Mother's Day. I know all of you remember that sermon, right? You remember all the points. I'm sure you do. Um, but in case you, you don't, I preached about how God wants mothers to be happy. And today we're talking about honoring mom. Someone, this is from Reader's Digest a long time ago, 1988. Uh, someone imagined how the mothers of some well-known men when they were boys, well-known sons, might have made these comments. This is Mrs. Morse, mother of Samuel Morse. Imagine that she might have said, Samuel, stop tapping your fingers on the table. It's driving me crazy. Or the mother of Charles Lindbergh. Charles, can't you ever do anything by yourself? Okay, you got to know history to know what I'm talking about. Okay? The mother of George Washington. George never did have a head for money. Poor guy. And then the mother of Neil Armstrong. Neil has no more business taking flying lessons than the man on the moon. Well, what's funny about these things is that really mothers are the ones who would know those things might come to pass because mothers just have that sense about their children. And that's one of the reasons we, we honor them today. And so I want to read from Ephesians 6, Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 1. Paul writes the following. He says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So the command is honor your father and your mother. And we, we always talk on, on Mother's Day about honoring our moms. But what exactly does it mean to honor them? This is important. In fact, it's one of the top ten from the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments. This goes way back to that. It's one of the top ten. Honor your father and your mother. But what does it mean to honor your parents? What does it mean to honor your mother? Well, the Greek word for honor means to revere, to prize, to value. So to honor means to evaluate something, to, to uh, 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 praise it, to, honor, to evaluate something honestly, to evaluate something accurately, and then to treat it with the respect or the reverence, the honor that it deserves. I don't know a thing about, about jewelry in, in terms of like diamond, different cuts and value. Uh, I have a cousin who's a jeweler, Orlando, and he can look at, uh, at a diamond and he can, he can evaluate it he can, he can tell us what it's worth, and he, he, knows, he sees things because of his background and his experience that I don't understand. But that's what it means to honor mom, is you evaluate and, and you see honestly and accurately that she deserves to be treated with respect and reverence. And so today I want to talk about the things that we honor about mom. And obviously this is not, a, it's not an exhaustive list, we don't have that much time. That little video we watched a while ago, the video, as I was watching that, I was thinking, wow, there are a lot of things that our moms do and have done for us and do for their children. So we're not going to have time to talk about all the special qualities, but we want to talk about some of these special qualities of a, of a mom as they're found in the scriptures. So first of all, today we honor mom for her sensitive spirit. 
We honor mom for her sensitive spirit. You know, when Jesus was born, many amazing things happened, including angels appearing to shepherds to announce his birth. And then the shepherds went and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, just like the angel had instructed them, had told them. And they went and they worshiped Jesus. And then the Bible says that the shepherds amazed everyone with the story of the angels appearing to them and and about how Jesus was the Messiah. And everybody was amazed. So there must have been a lot of emotions, a lot of talking. But here's what Mary was doing. In Luke 2.19, we read that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Everything that was going on, all the amazing things, Mary treasured them up and pondered them in her heart. You know, if social media had been around back then, she wouldn't have posted about it. She wouldn't have put it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. She, she would have just kept it to herself, treasured those things, and pondered them in her heart. That's what she did. Because a mom has a sensitive spirit that treasures those special moments with her children. She treasures them and she, she thinks about them. She reflects about them. She guards them. She ponders them. So she did that. Now, fast forward 12 years, and Jesus is now 12 years old. He had gone to Jerusalem with his parents to celebrate the Passover, along with many other Jewish families who made this this trek. So after the celebration of this festival of the Passover, everyone started traveling back home, but Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Now his parents didn't realize this because they're all traveling. The kids are playing with their friends. They're all walking together. It wasn't until they had stopped for the night. They had traveled the full day. They stopped for the night. They realized that Jesus wasn't with them. They, they got worried. They went back to Jerusalem. And they found him there in the temple courts. The Bible says he was sitting among the teachers. He was listening to them and asking them questions. So the Bible says that everyone was amazed at his understanding and at, uh, at his answers. So then here's what happened in Luke 2.48. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why are you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. So again, everything that's going on, we see it at the beginning of his life. Now he's 12 years old. And we can imagine everything in between that he did, that he said. This moment, especially, she treasured that. She observed what was going on. She treasured it. She pondered those things. Because that's what a mother does. A mother has a sensitive spirit toward those moments that, okay, this right here, this is a special moment. Something is happening in the life of my son or of my daughter. Because a mother's heart is like a storehouse. Mom remembers and treasures everything that happens to her family. Dads forget a lot of things, right? Okay, I'll build up the dads next month. But right now, dads forget a lot of things, but moms remember stuff. And, and, and dads forget things, and what they do remember, they don't necessarily treasure, but moms do. They're different. They have a sensitive spirit. She's so sensitive as she treasures her children. She observes what they do. She rejoices when they show maturity. And because she has a sensitive spirit, she grieves when they act foolishly. Proverbs 10.1 says that a foolish son brings grief to a mother. Why does it say that? 
Why not the father? Why does it say that a foolish son brings grief to a mother? Now, surely fathers are also grieved by their children's foolish actions. But mom feels it differently. She feels it differently. And we honor that sensitivity today. We honor mom for her sensitive spirit. And this sensitivity, I believe, is a God-given capacity. So moms, I want to encourage you, cultivate it. It's a good thing. Guard it. And most of all, dedicate this capacity to feel things, to treasure things. Dedicate it to God to be used by His Holy Spirit. You can use your sensitive spirit to pray for your children. When you see something and and you treasure it, turn that into a prayer. To, to lead them, to guide them, to give them advice, to rebuke them if it's necessary, to encourage them. But use your sensitivity, that capacity God has given you to feel things and to, and, and, and to see things with a perspective that maybe, maybe others don't have. That sensitivity to treasure things. Use it for your children's good. Dedicate it to God that He may use it in your life and in your family's life. So we honor mom for her sensitive spirit. Secondly, this morning, we honor mom for her sincere faith. Her sincere faith. 2 Timothy 1.5 reads like this. Paul is writing to Timothy, who's a young man. And here's what he says to Timothy. I am reminded of your sincere faith. You might be thinking, okay, wait a minute. I thought we are talking about the mom's sincere faith. But now we're reading about Timothy has a sincere faith. Whose faith are we honoring here? Okay, hold on. Paul writes to Timothy, I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. So this was a faith that was passed down from grandmother to mother to Timothy. Because a a mother's sincere faith expresses itself in her influence and its influence on her children, and her influence on her children and grandchildren. But just like a, a mother can influence her children and grandchildren for good, she can also do it for bad. So, so mom, you have a choice. How are you going to use your influence? In the Old Testament, during the period of the kings, there was a king of Judah. He was the fourth king of Judah. His name was Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was a good king. He, was, he wasn't the best king, but he was, he was a good king. He led the people away from evil. Unfortunately, what happened is that he was unable to pass his faith on to his son Jehoram. So Jehoram became king. He, he was not a good king. In fact, the first thing he did, he, he killed all his brothers. Not a good king. But then it got worse because after Jehoram died, his son Ahaziah or Ahaziah became king and Ahaziah only ruled one year. He was only king for one year. And here's why. Second Chronicles 22.3. He too followed the ways of the house of Ahab for his mother encouraged him to act wickedly. Wow. Now who's Ahab? Because this king Ahaziah became king. He followed the ways of Ahab. Ahab was a king of Israel. Ahab was a wicked king. So now this king of Judah is following the ways of the king of Israel. 
But what's interesting here is that at this time, King Ahab of Israel, who was his wicked king, was dead already. He was dead and gone, and yet he was still influencing others to act wickedly. Because evil influence is powerful, and it's much, I think it's much worse when it comes from a mom in in the case of Ahaziah. So he was following the ways of a wicked king because his mom was encouraging him to do that. She was using her influence on him to encourage him to do evil and wicked things. What a contrast from Eunice. Now we're back to Eunice, Timothy's mother, who passed on her sincere faith to her son. And Timothy became a godly young man and he became a great spiritual leader. So a, a mom's sincere faith is expressed in her actions and her attitudes with which she uh, influences, influences her children. A mom's sincere faith expresses itself in her teaching because a, a mom is part of God's plan to teach her children. We honor mom for her role in, in teaching her children as she passes on her faith, her sincere faith, as she influences her children. Moms, you know that you, you teach your children not just by what you say, but by what you do. Because they're watching everything you do, and they're repeating everything you say. Proverbs 6.20 says this, My son, keep your father's command, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. I think the best way to honor mom today is to follow her teaching. Don't forsake it. Don't drop the baton of her faith, her sincere faith. Pass it on to your children. Teach your children. Don't forsake the things that she taught you. So many times I hear young people, young adults, and uh, maybe when they get married and they start having children, like, oh, I'm not going to raise my kids the way my mom raised me. She was too strict. She was this. And, and it turns out mom was a good mom. She loved you and she cared for you. But you just want to go the other way and forsake her teaching. The warning is, don't forsake your, your mother's teaching. She's trying to pass on her faith to you. She's trying to influence you and your children. Just like Timothy was influenced not just by his mom, but by his grandmother. So we honor mom today for her sensitive spirit and for her sincere faith. And then finally today, we we honor mom for her servant heart, her servant heart. When we think about Mother's Day in churches, so many sermons we hear, we, we go to Proverbs 31. And it's an appropriate chapter to consider on Mother's Day because it it describes a virtuous woman. But have you ever noticed how the description of the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31 is all about serving others? For example, in Proverbs 31, we read that this noble woman, this virtuous woman, serves her husband. Proverbs 31, 11, and 12 reads like this. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. And this is not about the, the wife being subservient to the husband. It's nothing about that. We're, the, the focus here is on the spirit and the heart of a mom to serve her husband. 
Now, it's, it's a mutual thing. We know that from Scripture. But we're, we're honoring mom for that servant attitude, for that servant heart. Where she cares about her family. She cares about her husband. She loves him and she serves him. She not only serves her husband, but she serves the rest of the family. Verses 15 and 27 read like this. She gets up while it is still night. And she provides food for her family. And portions for her female servants. She watches, verse 27, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. That's how she serves her family. Again, I go back to this video we just watched a while ago and uh, how amazing it is to see a mom just going back and forth, doing this, doing that, <coughs> providing uh, for her children, working, staying up late at night, getting up early in the morning. That's what a mom does. And that's why we honor mom, because her desire is to serve her family. She not only serves her husband and her family, the rest of the family, but she serves the poor and the needy. Verse 20 says that she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. I mean, her entire life is one of service. Her entire life is one of service. And because she is a servant, then she isn't self-centered. She doesn't think about herself first. I heard once from somebody that... I heard that a mother is someone who, when she realizes that two of her children haven't had dessert yet, and there are only two slices of pie left with the three of them, she'll say... I'm not hungry, so her children can eat. The dad will say, you two share a piece, okay, so he can have his piece. But mom will say, I'm not hungry, y'all go ahead. Are you sure? No, no, y'all go ahead. Because mom isn't self-centered because her heart is one of serving others. And because she is a servant, she's, uh, she's industrious. She works hard. As we read this, uh, this chapter of Proverbs 31, we see how hard she works how tireless she is. Sometimes she's the last one to sit down at the table to eat. And uh, sometimes she's the last one to have new clothes to wear. Because she wants everyone else to, to get the new clothes and to get the, the first seat at the table. She's a servant. Now let me tell you. You know very well that none of what I've said today is made up. I'm not making any of this up because, well, it's Mother's Day. I better say some nice things about the moms. No. I'm not having to make anything up. Moms do have a sensitive spirit. Moms do have a sincere faith that they want to pass on to their children. And moms do have a servant heart that shows itself in, in, in their selflessness and Shows itself in their hard work in serving others. This is all true. Moms aren't perfect. They're not perfect, but they do have a sensitive spirit, a sincere faith, and a servant heart. So today, we honor you, Mom. We honor you by recognizing those areas and by responding to your influence. We honor you by not just saying thank you for what you've done, but by Passing on what you've done to our own children. And we honor you today by praying for you and asking God to bless you with much more of his grace and much more 
of his favor. Well, I said to you, uh, and I've been saying that today we're here to worship God and to honor mom. So what I want us to do today is before we pray for our moms, and we do have just a, a small gift for each one of you up here that you can pick up after we pray. But before we do that, I'd like for us to worship God. Can we do that? Let's, we're going to worship God together. We're going to thank God because He's God, because he, he created moms, because He gave us our moms. We'll do that first. We're going to take some time to do that, and then we'll pray for mom. So we're going to worship God and honor mom. But first, we're going to sing this song. I'm going to invite you to stand as we sing this song, and we ask, as we ask God to, to bless our moms. But first, let's pray. I'm going to invite you. Let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we, we come before you today, dear God, and we thank you for this special day and, and this opportunity you give us to honor someone that I believe you honor in your word. The scriptures, dear Father, are filled with examples of godly women who were used by you. You used them to teach their children, to serve others, and to serve as an example to us. Uh, Lord, today as we honor our moms, we first want to say that we worship you because we know that as your word says in the book of James, you are the father of lights that gives good gifts to us. One of those gifts, Lord, is mom, our moms. So today we want to worship. Today we want to honor you and say thank you, Lord. Today we want to join with David, the psalmist, who said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. We worship you, God. Let's worship Him today. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, worship His holy
soul.